there, welcome to Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Spa. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. And we are a married couple like to shoot the shit about movies. That we do. That we do. And this week we watched another sports movie. Yes, because for the start of football season. I'm so excited. You just can't hide it. I'm about to lose control and I don't like it. Uh, yes, but <sighs> <laughs> yes, but for the start of football season, football, football, <laughs> we did watch Rudy, released in 1993. So very similarly to Bull Durham, I got hyped up by this movie and its significance. My mom loves it mostly because my dad loved it, and it's considered quite widely to be one of the most inspiring sports films of all time and i thought it was okay i I get it um the pure i have to follow my dream no matter what message is there but like sometimes it's to a level of hilarity yeah the main character rudy for like half of the movie has an obsession with football, particularly Notre Dame football to the point where if there were perhaps a different score behind it, some different framing throughout the film, it would come off very much like a serial killer movie. Like the lead up to a serial killer. Yeah, I get, you know, it could be a little serial killery vibe, but the story of Rudy and it's an inspiring story, you know, the actual guy being dyslexic and not being a great student ends up following his dream to get to Notre Dame, to be on the football team, despite everyone telling him he probably shouldn't be on the football team at Notre Dame. <laughs> despite the fact that he is small, small little baby man. But it's becoming increasingly obvious. I can deny it no longer. I am small. He is indeed small, and it's kind of funny looking at him compared to everybody else they've casted in this movie. Well, yeah, and, you know, again, as I said with Bull Durham, where I said that uh, I thought before ever seeing that movie, I assumed that Bull Durham was somebody's name. (laughs) With this movie, um, I did not know that the name Rudy was like a real like I didn't know it was a real person I thought that Rudy was just a made-up guy for a movie I did not know that it was a real dude so my opinion on the movie should be taken perhaps with a big old chunk of salt um it's it's clearly not made for me generally I I like sports movies when they are mixed in with something else like a comedy or romance or something of that nature For example, when we were watching this movie, 90% of my time was spent making jokes about The Waterboy, the Adam Sandler movie. Um, (laughs) Every time there was a football scene going on, I was like, water sucks. It really, really sucks. Water sucks. That was me. So, yeah. And I, I think a big problem with it is that it's super formulaic and it kind of... The pace kind of crawls. Like, I... The whole movie I thought was about this guy being in Notre Dame and, like, fighting against the odds because he is small. 
and being a big football star but like that's not the movie he doesn't even get into the fucking school until like the last third of the movie i feel like well yeah because you know the end of the story Right. I knew I knew very little about it going in. I knew about Notre Dame because my dad always loved Notre Dame. He would always sing like the Notre Dame fight song, the da 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 that I know. I know about Sean Astin being in this movie and him being a schmall and I know about the the jersey scene because I know that everybody cries at the jersey scene. Yeah, and you're not a sports person. It's not. Oh, no, certainly not. <laughs> we've established that in the multiple times I've tried to show you sports movies. Yes. What is sports? Is football the one where they do the home runs? Yes. Do they shoot the baskets in the football? All, all true. Okay, cool. That's well, the one where they get the concussions, the football. <laughs> yes, that is the one. The amount of times that Sean Astin gets rocked in this movie, I was like, oh, <laughs> we should be doing another movie with Will Smith called Concussion at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Sean Astin gets the shit kicked out of him in this movie quite frequently. But yeah, this is one of those movies that it's more about the journey than... The, like, the destination's important, but it's supposed to be about this guy's relentless heart to get to where he wants to be, even when everybody tells him, you probably should stop. The amount of people that call him stupid in this movie, most of which are in his own family, is really disheartening and like weirdly cruel. So what you have to understand is Rudy takes place in the 70s primarily. And they do mention like briefly like, oh, I have dyslexia. Did they mention that? Yeah, very briefly. Oh, I totally missed it. It is so... Totally missed it. I didn't even hear them mention that he has dyslexia. Well, no, because John Favreau mentions it. Like he took, oh, he's like, I took a test. Yeah, John Favreau made me take a test, and it turns out I have dyslexia, and that's why like words don't work with me. Like I I must have been. It's such a brief in another universe, (laughs) which is probable because I was kind of in and out throughout most of the movie. Yeah, but it's such a brief scene. Like you could pass over, but like that stuff wasn't talked about. Yeah, Rudy. It's supposed to be inspiring, like, again, all these odds. His parents, his brothers, school, like, all that stuff. The coach, the team, everybody's like, what is this guy? Well, this movie was directed by a guy named David Anspaugh and written by a guy named Angelo Pizzo and composed by Jerry Goldsmith, who we've talked about before. He uh, did a bunch of other scores including for alien total recall and air force one all of which are movies that we have talked about before and um, those three guys all came together in the 80s to make another sports movie called hoosiers yeah it's another movie it's just on my list for you i think it is which makes me so excited basketball movie Indeed. is that space jam no it, it is it Space Jam? <laughs> no, it is Gene Hackman. I like Gene Hackman. Is he going to play basketball with Bugs Bunny? No. Daffy Duck? No. Uh, everybody get up. It's time to slam now. Can we slam now? We, we can slam now. <laughs> they fly now? No, 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 no. They fly now. <laughs> no. Well, Rudy flew through the air. With the greatest of ease. Um, 
Yeah, this movie had a budget of $12 million and had a worldwide gross of $22.8 million, so it was a decent success, with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 78% with the critics and 90% with audiences, which is, I mean, okay, but it is based on a real-ass guy named Daniel Rudy Rudiger, who played college football at Notre Dame, despite being quite small indeed another like fun fact before we get into the nitty-gritty i guess would be that this is one of only two movies that have ever been shot at the notre dame campus one of which was some football movie that was done in 1940 so that's pretty interesting yeah i mean i can understand why notre dame would be cool with them shooting here because like literally this entire movie along with the main character suck Notre Dame's cock for like two hours straight. This is probably again one of the most famous college football stories ever. If you're a sports guy I can see it being very inspiring to you kind of like an average Joe dude you know getting uh, to play at Notre Dame, which is like a huge school and like, you know, you can do it kind of thing. If you just believe and work hard, meh. Yeah, okay. Well, cool. like, uh, well it's funny because a couple times throughout the movie, there are a couple of like people who go, if you had Rudy's heart with your talent, oh, yeah, yeah. you would be unstoppable. Oh my god. Yeah, nothing, that's the thing like, everyone's got something similar to that to say throughout the movie and like, there are a couple of characters who are like, oh, you know, you you just this little guy, but I can't believe that you got this far, Rudy. You're the man. You made me believe in myself. And it's like, okay. It's just, it's very like run of the mill and kind of bland for most of it. And it kind of, it moves a little slowly. <laughs> well, again, it's it's much more of a drama. Right. Until like... Because football's, we watch Rudy get his ass kicked. Football. Yes, football. <laughs> we. Wa- <laughs> this is what I was doing the whole time during the movie. Just yes. ran about football. Hey. <laughs> 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 That's what I'm doing. Because what else am I gonna do? Uh, watch the movie and be invested. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you took all of uh, Rudy's story, like the whole story. And broke it down. There probably be stuff to clean up here and move things around, make it flow a little more naturally. So, are you ready to get into the nitty gritty? I sure am. Let's see how many times I can say football. Quite a few. <laughs> Without someone wanting to kill me. Uh, so we start with young Rudy. Young Rudy's playing football with his brothers. Yeah. Uh. He has two brothers, Frank and John, in the movie. Although, from my research, I believe that his brother Frank is not a real person. He doesn't have a brother named Frank in real life. Apparently, that character was just an amalgamation of all the people who told Rudy he just couldn't do it. And, I mean, he's the epitome of fuck this guy. Because every five seconds, he is, like, shitting on his brother throughout the entirety of the movie. But I think he is also there to show what happens when you give up on your dreams. 
it's just to be like, here's the parallel between him and Rudy. Rudy never gave up, but Frank did give up, and now he's cynical about it. Mm-hmm. And while Rudy is all like, hey, yeah, I'm a positive guy. I'm going to do it. Whatever it takes. We can do it. Oh, my we, God. Uh, Literally sounds like a fucking high school musical song. We're all in this together, except for Frank, because he sucks. Well, no one's in this with Rudy, except one man. But <laughs> but then he dies in a fiery explosion. There is a fucking explosion in this movie, and there's there's a fucking, there's a fucking kill count in this movie, guys. I couldn't believe it. I was actually very shocked. I was like, what the fuck? But before we get to that, the young Rudy, we learn very quickly, is obsessed with eventually going to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. So we fast forward to Sean Astin. Yes, this little boy from Leave it to Beaver turns into Sean Astin, who we have talked about on the show before. He was in Fifty First States, which we talked about. We, he was in Encino Man, which we talked about, which was the year before Rudy. And um, most notably, of course, he was Samwise in Lord of the Rings. I would say this is probably his second most well-known character behind Samwise. I think Sean Astin's a good actor. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with his acting in the movie. I mean, I'm going to shit on Rudy as a character as he's presented in this movie. Um, I don't want it to come off like I'm making fun of the real life guy who I don't know, obviously, or Sean Astin because I like him too as an actor. But yeah, the character of Rudy is portrayed weirdly in this movie. (laughs) I think there is stuff that could be cleaned up and made more straightforward because they're like, oh, we're just kind of all over the place with this guy's life. I think they need to be less straightforward because all like you don't know anything about his personality he's the most bland character in the universe because his entire personality is football football that's it so so he's not kevin costner tell us tell tell me something about him as a person scott he is a super positive go-getter and he's got a lot of heart Mm mm-hmm for what? Well, he's got a lot of heart, period. Baba! But yes. Uh, he's a dreamer. That's a, that's another thing. Uh, so we, because we do meet him in his senior year of high school. Oh, yeah. You got to tell him about what the teacher says about dreamers. Yes. We meet him in his senior year of high school. And he, of course, goes to a Catholic school. And he's being taught by a uh, priest. And the priest goes, dreamers aren't doers. They don't get anything done. They just stare into the clouds thinking of what could happen. It literally reminded me of Cinderella. <laughs> like, impossible. And because they stepped in doing I dubs keep building up impossible hopes. Impossible. Things are happening every day. Very much that. And then the fucking priest the priest okay he's like okay guys whoever is thinking about going to notre dame to go to school we're gonna go on the bus and we're gonna do a visit okay cool and then rudy obviously is like down to go so he goes to go on the bus and the priest the priest is like whoa whoa, whoa. what are you doing there rudy (laughs) you're too stupid to go to notre dame you fucking idiot (laughs) get out of here and i'm like who the fuck is this guy? 
yeah, the priest isn't... He is one of the main, like, yeah, you ain't going anywhere, Rudy. You're not... So many people flat out call this guy stupid. And I'm like, okay, as an educator specifically, how do you... Why would you... Why? (laughs) Why would you call him stupid and think that that's going to help your cause? Well, you also said, like, he's not going to amount to anything. His father was a factory worker before him. Just like he'll be a factory worker after him. Fuck off. And uh, Rudy goes off. He's dejected. And we fast forward to four years later where he is a factory worker working under his father. Yes. His father, Mr. Rudiger, is played by Ned Beatty, who uh, a lot of people know from Roseanne, like the original show. He was on that for a long time. He also voiced Lotso in Toy Story 3. We actually talked about him on this show when we did the Superman movie, which was 15 years before this movie. He played Otis. He did. I like him as an actor. He is a good actor. But yeah, I mean, the dad character in this movie, for the most part, is kind of like just a typical... Like, everybody in this movie is a typical blank character. Like, there's nothing special about any of these characters in this movie. Well, okay. Except maybe Rudy, because he's the main character. But even him, he's kind of bland, too. Well, I I want to disagree with you a little bit here, on him, at least. Uh, There's there's two characters. His his surrogate father and his actual father. Yes, I'll stand corrected because later there is kind of a surrogate father character introduced who was my favorite character in the movie because he gave me like the only real scene that made me emotional in this movie, so I'll give you that. But uh, his father is one of those people who he wants the best for his son but doesn't know how to express. So he's trying to help Rudy, but he doesn't know how to. Right. No, I get it. I, I get it. Like, he has a whole scene where Rudy first goes, where Rudy decides to go to Notre Dame, where he's trying to, like, explain... You're stupid, you idiot. You're stupid. Yeah, but he... Again, just call him stupid to his face. That's nice. But again, that's part of the, like, hey, he's dyslexic. We don't know how to describe this yet in the 70s. But yeah, it's Rudy's birthday to stay at the factory that we visit, and he gets his... Friend gives him a Notre Dame jacket. That was sweet. Yeah, uh, yeah. His friend Pete gives him a Notre Dame jacket for his birthday, and Pete's kind of the only guy who, like, hey man, stay on your dream. Like you can do it, man. Yeah, he's like genuinely his friend, and he stands up to him against Frank, his brother, and so I was like, oh, this is nice. Like this is gonna be his his buddy. You know, he he's gonna be in the whole movie, kind of cheering cheering Rudy along go Rudy go and then (laughs) and then the accident happens at the factory and he gets blown away he literally dies in a big ball of fire and I'm like whoa (laughs) I'll give the movie this I was genuinely surprised by that um but this unfortunate accident with his friend dying because Pete always told him like you know don't you shouldn't waste any more time you know, life's short, all that good stuff, right? So when his friend dies, Rudy decides then he's going to finally really do something about his dream and he's going to go out to Notre Dame and try to get into this school because it's all he's ever wanted, da 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 And he ditches his girlfriend, played by Lily Taylor, and he just gets on a bus and goes. And it's like, okay, that's, you know, that's a cool propelling, like, moment that this, you know... This guy just watched his best friend die in a terrible accident. 
And now he's like, I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to follow my dream. I'm going to follow that North Star to victory. Da, 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 da. So that that was nice. But then, you know, his dad calls him stupid in the next scene. And it, it's a little like, what the fuck? Yes, he does. Again, as Frankie said, he does tell his girlfriend, Sherry, that he's got to go. Now, it was unclear to me the whole thing with Sherry because they clearly they'd been together for a long time like since they were young kids they yes. were they were close and then they were boyfriend and girlfriend and she was looking at houses with him and they were clearly very committed to one another so when he said I have to go to Notre Dame I have to try you know and she's like okay like I understand she said you know I, I can't go with you and he said I know and then they they hugged each other and he left. So I was like, okay, did they break up or was she just saying I can't physically go with you? I, I think like I I'll, I'll wait for you. Like it was unclear. It's it, I think it's meant to be unclear right. because then we get the scene later on when he comes home for Christmas and she's dating his brother. The, not Frank, the other brother, which was super weird. I don't know. I like it's scandalous, obviously, right? But it was just weird. And then <laughs> it's never addressed or talked about again. It, I I don't know. It was weird. It is weird, and it's something that I think if you did this now, that would be a much bigger focus. Either that, or just cut that whole part out because it's like totally pointless to the whole. Because when he goes to fucking school, he flirts with girls and stuff, and he's chasing this one notre dame girl around so and but then she disappears too it's like the movie was like trying to throw well love interest in there because they're like that's what the women want (laughs) guys will take their girlfriends to see this movie because they'll think it's a romance (laughs) it's like no you fucking idiots well it's it's a fucking football movie haha you got tricked well it's funny because she does show up again the girl we're talking about she shows up he actually becomes a player for the Notre Dame team. Did she show up again? She shows up very briefly. She's on the sideline, and Rudy runs up to her and goes, Hey, it's you. And then he gets yelled at to go to practice, and it's like, Oh, something going to come with that? No. And then she's gone from the movie again. I didn't, I didn't see that either. I literally didn't think she ever came back. See, I'm not. This shows how much close attention I was paying to this movie. <laughs> I was not super duper invested. But yes, Rudy is determined. So he goes and he meets with Father Cavanaugh. <laughs> Played by Robert Prosky, who is Darnell in Christine. Yes. We he, talked about him too. We did. And Father Cavanaugh is kind of like our shepherd, I would say, for this movie. He's the Willy Wonka of this movie, giving <laughs> giving uh, Rudy our golden ticket to potentially getting into Notre Dame. Cause he's like, you can go to the community college down the road, and if you get good grades, maybe you'll get into Notre Dame. So he's like, okay, cool. I'll get good grades now. And yeah, there, that, that scene between them two, really the only good thing that came out of Kavanaugh's presence in the movie was the one joke where Sean Astin shows up and talks to him about getting into Notre Dame. There's a misunderstanding in the beginning, and Kavanaugh thinks that Sean Astin wants to become a priest. (laughs) Rudy's like, wait, what? You think I want to be a priest? And he's like, well, what the hell are you doing here if you don't want to be a priest? I want to go to Notre Dame. (laughs) I don't want to be a priest, you fool. I want pussy and football. (laughs) Football. 
Uh, so Rudy starts attending Holy Cross College, where he meets his best friend, Debop. Yes, Debop, played by John Favreau in his second credited movie role. Yes. Uh, we, of course, talked about him in another football movie called The Replacements. We have. We talked about him when we talked about all the Star Wars stuff. Yes. Because he was involved. He's obviously very involved in, in Star Wars universe now. Yes, and he's also happy. Yes, uh, of course, in Marvel. Um, he's he's very baby-faced, John Favreau. And, yeah, I, I like D-Bob in this movie. I kind of wish that he was in it more. Yeah. Because I liked their friendship. Yeah, because he tries to help Rudy by tutoring him, but he's also, like, he can't talk to women. So he tries to get Rudy to be like, hey, talk to women for me. And Rudy does. Rudy's like, oh, for free tutoring? Sure, I'll talk to all the women you want. He breaks into South Bend, the Notre Dame Stadium, and he's immediately yelled at by the janitor. <laughs> Named Fortune. Yes. Who's played by Charles S. Dutton. He's very much a character actor. Um, and this is the character that we discussed before that's kind of like a surrogate father. He ends up being that to Rudy. Charles S. Dutton has been in a lot of things. He's been in A Time to Kill, Alien 3, a bunch of TV shows. He, he's one of those that guys, as we like to say. Yeah, he's cool. I loved his character in this movie. When they started making spoofs of sports movies, I can't even remember the name of the sports movie, but uh, they spoofed like the janitor who teaches like a kid the way of how to do things and stuff. And the spoof character is Mr. T. I'm the wise janitor. I'm here to impart knowledge, help youngsters overcome their fears, also replace the sanitary cakes in the urinals. But right now, I'm here to help you get your throwback. Rudy just wants to be involved with the team, with the fighting Irish in any way he can, possibly at all. So, yeah, he goes and introduces himself to the coach of the team, even though he doesn't even go to the school. He offers to be Fortune's assistant, and they form this really tight relationship. Rudy, who has no place to stay, decides he's going to break into the stadium through an open window that he opens one day to sleep in the bed that Fortune has in his office. The reason it creeps me out is, okay, Fortune and Rudy go into the locker room to clean it, right? And he is so, like, obsessive that he's, like, jumping around and reading, like, the the largest plaque I've ever seen. You know how, like, they have plaques with, like, a quote yeah. on them com uh, commemorating a person? It's literally the longest quote I've ever seen on a plaque in my life. And I don't know if that's that plaque is really in that locker yeah. room. I don't know. But it looks crazy and silly. And he's, like, you know, memorized it and reading the whole thing. I was like, oh, my God. And then he jumps on a chair and starts doing a whole speech. And... The Jerry Goldsmith score in this part of the movie, it's so very whimsical and like full of ha huh, Twitter padded whimsy, 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 whimsy. And <laughs> there are certain things that he does and just the way he is so vehemently obsessive that if we took out Jerry Goldsmith's whimsical score and put in like, you know, the score for Silence of the Lambs, it would come off very like birth of a serial killer 
well, <laughs> which is why it comes off a little creepy when he's doing all this stuff like the first thing i said when he went to that locker room i was like oh my god he's gonna go in every single locker and smell all of the jock straps and then he's just gonna jack off on the fucking carpet like he just gives Jesus. off that vibe he does uh, he gives off that vibe I, I, so i do want to express because i think even with knowing the dyslexia part of it i think i think notre dame football and football itself for rudy at least in this movie is the only thing he can focus on i think that's also I, he probably might have like adhd or something maybe and that's like Right, I get I get all that, but people with dyslexia and people with ADHD also have personalities. Like well, yeah. Rudy has no personality other than football. Football. Notre Dame. Dun, dun, dun. So it's like when he does this like obsessive stuff, it's not it's, at least to me, it doesn't come off charming and like whimsical like Jerry Goldsmith is trying to convince us it is with his score. <laughs> it comes off obsessive and weird. I don't know. And it has nothing to do with the, r- the guy in real life. Obviously, I know nothing about Rudy Rudiger in real life. And I know nothing about football in general, right? Like, this is just me as an outsider looking in. It's nothing to do with Sean Astin either in his performance. He's great in the movie as he's great in most things. I just think <laughs> that they portrayed this character in not the most well-rounded way. If he had personality... Maybe his weird quirks in regards to his obsessions would come off more charming, but he has no personality. I get, I get what you're saying, and I do. I think it's just biopics are tough to do because either you want to try and gloss over a lot of stuff, and it does feel like that. It does feel like there's a high tint of gloss on this movie. Oh yeah, there definitely is. I mean, one of the most iconic scenes in the movie, which we're going to talk about, didn't actually happen. So there's a lot of things, and we just talked about how, like, he didn't even have this brother that was breathing down his neck. He wasn't real, like, in real, it's just an amalgamation of different people, which they do a lot in biopics because there's a lot of stuff to cover. So, like, I get that. But if you're going to take artistic license with some things, then you can take a little artistic license with your main character and make him a little more endearing to, you know, general audiences other than just making him football guy. Like it's you know, he's got nothing else going on. I just think it's sometimes it's tough because you, this movie is very much more about the journey than it is about like anything else. Mm -hmm. This is about Rudy's journey. This isn't really about Rudy. But Rudy is the one taking the journey, Scott. He he is. If you want to care about somebody's journey, because if you don't care about the person, then how are you supposed to care about their journey or where they end up or what they're doing? Or I don't care. I think partially Rudy does become a little bit of a blank slate that you can kind of interject yourself on. I Yeah, I, I can see that being a thing for sure because that happens a lot as well in movies like this. You can see yourself in Rudy and being like, everybody told me I couldn't do this and look, I can I can get there just like Rudy did. I can like... I can become the leader of the rebellion. I can, you know, I can make the big bucket at the end of the basketball game to win the championship or I can uh, touchdown. I got it. Yeah, exactly. It, it, you know, it's weird when you were explaining that, you know, the first thing that came to my head. <laughs> Bella Swan from Twilight. Yeah. Basically, that character is written in the book. And not that I read the book. I did not read the book Twilight. I'm only speaking from what I've heard from other people that read it. She is written in the book and in the movie as a blank slate, 
so you know twitter padded teen girls can easily put themselves in her position as being fought over by a vampire and a werewolf guy it's our hero's journey basically got it yeah Yeah. i just wish you know i cared more (laughs) i don't care as much i'm sorry i get it it's very inspirational i'm just you know i'm going to bed so rudy (laughs) rudy helps john favreau get this date with a girl that he eventually marries well no he dates her roommate who's hot and then ends up dating the roommate who is frumpy and that's funny yeah because John Favreau is awkward and she's frumpy. <laughs> yes. Rudy's getting good grades. He got an A and a couple of B's. His brother Frank is still a dick about it. Like, <laughs> who cares? You're so stupid. Yeah, his brother Frank's a dick. Okay. Uh, he gets rejected from Notre Dame three times. Till finally he gets the one letter he always wanted. And he is accepted into Notre Dame. Yay! So he's got to try out for the football team. And you get the coaches like, you're all going to get your asses kicked because you're all trying to just be walk-ons on this team. We have all the best players who come to Notre Dame, and you guys are just... Here to get beat up, basically. basically. Rudy gets on the, like, like, is it like the second string thing? He's at the practice squad. Right. So he gets on that because two of the coaches are fighting. One of them is like, oh, that kid's got no athletic skills, blah, blah, blah. And then the other guy's like, oh, but he's got heart. He's making more effort than anyone out there. He's got heart. And then, yeah, and then he gets on the team. And it's like, oh, yay. It's well, like, it's nice, but like, yeah. And then. We, I don't know. Maybe it's because you know that's going to happen. It does. I don't care. I'm just like, okay, yeah, finally. It, we're halfway through the fucking movie and he's finally in Notre Dame. The whole point of this movie is that he's on Notre Dame. Fuck, we're finally here. Yeah, and he does go back to Fortune once he makes the team and is like, if I ever get to dress for a game, you have to promise to be there in the stands. Yay. And Fortune's like, if you ever dress for a game, I'll be there. So now we get a bunch of football montages. So many. But uh, the start of it is he goes to try and make a play and he gets blasted by a tackle who feels bad because he's like, dude, this guy's 5'9". You are small. And I just destroy you every time. And at one point he doesn't hit Rudy and Rudy's like, what the fuck? He pushes him. He's like, hit me, you son of a bitch. And he gets into a whole argument with him. Like, if I'm not doing my job... You're not learning. Like, Rudy's, like, whole purpose is, like, I'm trying to make you better. Because I'm a part of the team. I care about the team, man. And the team's like, who the fuck is this guy? And then we quickly meet, like, Vince Vaughn's in this movie. Ah, yes. He plays one of the players on Notre Dame named Jamie O'Hara. And this is his first credited movie role. We, of course, know exactly who Vince Vaughn is. And actually, three years after this movie, he does Swingers with Jon Favreau. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. <laughs> yeah, and Vince Vaughn is hit by uh, Rudy, and he gets all mad. The coach is like, again, pulls Vince Vaughn over and goes, if you had any of the heart that that kid had, with all the talent you have, you would be somebody. You're getting demoted to the second team, and that's like becomes like a thing. Ooh, that come- Yeah, like literally... He goes from the beginning of him getting on the team to being like, okay, dude, you're going way too hard. You're making all of us look bad. And then by the end of it, he kind of gains all their respect. Vince Vaughn, I couldn't even tell it was Vince Vaughn. He's so baby-faced in this movie. 
But yeah, he's kind of a dick about it. <laughs> and that's the kind of the thing, like, they say it all the time, Rudy has all this heart, but none of the athletic talent. That's kind of all you need sometimes, is just to be like, your motor doesn't stop, and that's what we get from Rudy. Rudy doesn't stop. He keeps working on his grades. He keeps going nonstop to the point where he's about to start his senior season, and he goes to the coach, and he's like, hey, coach. I really want to dress for just one game. Just one. I don't care what game. I don't care. Can I dress for one game? Just to have it be that I made it. My father can see me. Everyone can know that despite everything, I made it. I thought that was nice. Yeah. Because also the brother, Frank, when he comes home, Rudy's like talking to his brothers and his dad and about like you know Notre Dame stuff and he's like you're not on the team we see, watch the games all the time we don't see you and it's like what the fuck he's got bruises and fucked up fate like where do you think you think he's at a bar fight every night like no he's on the fucking team asshole like stop being jealous it's annoying but everyone fucking hates on Rudy all the time it gets old after a while when Rudy goes to the coach's office and has that whole conversation it is nice and the coach is like you know what you earned it you can dress and sit for a game next season and then between the end of this season and next season starting, the coach promptly quits, <laughs> and Rudy's like, ah, shit. <laughs> and, of course, the new coach is hired, and he has no loyalty to Rudy. He's coming in fresh-faced. Yeah, and he he's kind of painted as a hard-ass. Uh, his name's Coach Divine, and I think he is a real person in real life he right? Is, yes so because when i was doing my research i read something that said like oh the real life coach divine said he was okay with being portrayed as quote unquote the heavy in the movie but then later on didn't like how he was portrayed and i was like waiting for the coach to do something really bad to rudy and like i get it like he doesn't let him play or i should say dress and sit in the game but like he doesn't do anything particularly mean or nasty to him it just seems to me like kind of a misunderstanding because either the old coach didn't tell the new coach what was going on or he just was like no like i don't know this kid so like scott said i don't really owe this kid anything so i'm gonna just play my fucking guys like i want to that's exactly what it is so it it just seemed to me like weird that he had a problem with how he's portrayed in the movie it's really not that bad like i don't see him as a villain in the movie no but it does come off towards the end his team's like you gotta play this kid you know he the coach said he earned it i know it seems like he doesn't want him to play in the game he is constantly in the way of rudy making his dream come true. Like, he's that last roadblock that Rudy has to overcome, technically. And it makes sense. Again, he's a new coach on this Notre Dame team, and his job, he's being paid to have Notre Dame win. He doesn't owe Rudy anything. He didn't bring Rudy in. He didn't put him on the team. He owes Rudy nothing. But, of course, you know, Rudy quits the team, when he's not on the dress list for the final game. Yeah, this is like the typical moment in this kind of movie where like our hero is at his lowest and we go into a scene here that by far is my favorite scene in the movie and like the really, I mean, I hate to say this, but the first real time in the movie where like I really perked up because it was something that acting wise was like 
A, I think the best scene in the movie and it was something unique that showed off the relationship between Rudy as a character and Fortune as a character and like highlighted their relationship like I gave a fuck about characters in this movie and that made me happy (laughs) well yeah Fortune constantly has been like he gives Rudy a key to sleep in his office because he knows Rudy has got no place else to go and he looks at Rudy with, like... Because when Rudy's giving the speech in the locker room earlier on, he looks at Rudy kind of with, like, a... Yeah, kid. Like, almost like he sees something in Rudy. Charles S. Dunn does a really good job kind of portraying this character. And, like, showing, like, he sees some of himself in Rudy... Because in the speech he does go, I rode the bench for two years. Thought I wasn't being played because of my color. I got filled up with a lot of attitude. So I quit. And he goes, I've regretted it every day since then. And you're going to regret it every day after this. If you quit the team. Yeah, I just thought it was a powerful moment from Dutton. And I think it, like Scott said, it kind of showed how like, Fortune has really been a surrogate father to Rudy. And I appreciated that. I feel like that relationship was something truly unique for the movie. It was the only thing that didn't seem run in the mill to me about the movie. That relationship and that speech in particular, it made me happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> so it was acted so well it, also. It was. And Rudy gets his his win back and he goes back onto the practice field oh my god the slow clap can we talk about the slow we clap? can talk about the slow clap. i wanted to fucking die i was hysterical laughing one of the fucking big guys on the team was constantly beating the shit out of rudy you know because now we're towards the end of the movie so now all the players have respect for rudy and his obsessiveness in such a tiny tiny package so <laughs> Big time obsessiveness in a tiny package. So when he comes back on the field, the biggest guy in the fucking field just does a slow clap. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. Not the slow clap. As if this movie could not get any more bland and predictable. We're going to do a slow clap. Uh And then at the end of the movie, that same fucking guy does a chant for Rudy. Yes, he does. Rudy. Rudy. I'm like, oh my God, stop it. (laughs) Stop being boring and predictable. Stop. Uh, Well, okay, again, this is 1993. I don't care. It wasn't really a trope yet. I'm sure it was. There have been other sports movies before 93. Yeah, but... I bet you there's a fucking slow clap in Hoosiers. I bet you there's a fucking annoying, stupid... Stinky chant in fucking Hoosiers. Am I wrong, Scott? Am I wrong? I think this is slow clap. Mm -hmm. But, um, Mm -hmm. but okay. I know I'm right. Thank you. So, next we get the jersey scene as Frankie brought up earlier. Yes. And, uh, this is where the captain of the team walks into the coach's office and goes, I want Rudy to play for me in my place on the team and the coach is like what the fuck are you doing no no <laughs> and then the 
the tackle who started the chant comes in and goes, I want Rudy to play for me. And he throws his jersey on top of the captain's jersey. And everyone keeps coming in going, I want Rudy to play for me. <laughs> yeah, so they all lay down their jerseys. And this, I feel like, is probably the most iconic scene in the movie. It's the one that I knew the most about going in. But oddly enough, this is a scene... Um, that did not actually happen in real life. I think multiple people have confirmed this, including Joe Montana, who was on the team at the time and confirmed it. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, it's a nice scene. It's a nice thought that, like, the team stood behind him. I did like that towards the end of the movie. There was real camaraderie there with the team kind of standing behind Rudy. But it does kind of bum me out that that particular scene didn't happen in real life. (laughs) Yeah, but then uh, Rudy, he gets told he gets the dress for the game. Everybody's happy for Rudy. Rudy calls his family, tells his family, you got to get on the bus. You got to come to South Bend, Indiana, and we got to go. So because make sure dad's there and now everybody starts coming into Notre Dame Stadium. D-Bob comes with his little girlfriend. Yeah, everybody's excited. Everybody's super happy. And then the captain of the team looks at Rudy and goes, Rudy, you lead us out of the tunnel. Aww. And Rudy comes running out. Everyone's like, yeah, Rudy. And Rudy's just so excited just to dress. He doesn't need anything else. He's cheering on the team on the sideline. He's all pumped. And as we get down to the end of the game, Notre Dame's winning by two touchdowns. There's about 40 seconds left of the game. And Vince Vaughn looks at his quarterback and goes, hey, we got to get Rudy in this game because, you know, he's got to play. Now, during all of this stuff, all the game stuff, I felt like how I felt when we watched Miracle, which was a hockey movie that we watched, another fucking sports movie that uh, I didn't hate, but I didn't love. It felt similarly probably about that than I did about this movie. But yeah, towards the end of the movie, they had this big hockey game, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. Who's making the baskets? I don't know. So... (laughs) Towards this part, I really didn't understand what was going on. I kind of just looked at Scott and was like, so what's happening? (laughs) So Vince Vaughn's like, okay, we got to score here really quickly so Rudy can get on the kickoff team and Rudy can play a play on defense, basically. I didn't understand any of that, so I was just like going with the flow. Okay, cool. So Vince Vaughn's like, just let me throw the ball because if uh, we take a knee like coach wants, the game's over and Rudy never plays. Mm-hmm. So, of course, Vince Vaughn rolls. He throws the touchdown. The guy starts chanting, Rudy, Rudy. Oh, my God. The crowd starts everyone's chanting. Everyone's chanting, Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. Which I can't imagine that all of those people know why who Rudy is. I would imagine that at least some of those people are like, who the fuck is Ru- Rudy? <laughs> who is this guy? I don't know. Rudy. I just want to be part of the group. Rudy. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Fortune, of course, is there. and He's he's like glowing. That's just a great moment where you so even when in the tunnel when they're about to go he looks over at fortune and he's just got like the biggest grin on his face it's really nice there is though one funny line where his actual father walks into the notre dame stadium for the first time he goes it's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen i'm like you have kids the brother frank when he <laughs> says that he's just like all right come on dad like jesus christ let's sit down <laughs> it's so funny 
But uh, even the brother, as the game goes on, he like softens a bit, and he's like, "Yeah, that's my brother." He's like, "Fuck you! You were an asshole literally the entire movie." So Rudy gets into the game, and uh, he, wait, does he get his head in the game? You would say. Would you would you make that statement? No, that Rudy no. got his head in the game. No, Rudy's he, always he, been in the game. He, he doesn't get, need to get his head in the did, game. Did he, he get, always, his, get his head in the game? Always has his head in the game. <laughs> but he didn't know because he was on the sidelines. So his head was play, in the game. In order to play, he had to get his head in the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so Rudy gets into the game. <laughs> <laughs> and with his head he gets his head in the game okay continue <laughs> and he on the last play of the game sacks the quarterback everyone cheers everyone Yay. goes crazy he gets lifted up onto everybody's ah. shoulders and he gets carried out of the stadium ah. and he is <laughs> the, he's the second ever player to get carried out of the stadium in Notre Dame and I think it happens again in 1995 later on fun so three people have been carried out by their team of Notre Dame. But, yeah, and that is Rudy. Yay, football! <laughs> football! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Rudy is an inspiring journey. Who would win in a football game? Bobby Boucher <laughs> or Rudy Rudiger? Well, if Bobby Boucher... Oh well, oh oh well, shit! I thought that was gonna be more of a no because Rudy Rudy has all the heart, but none of the athletic talent. Bobby Boucher's a fucking psychopath. Well, fine, then I'll be on Bobby Boucher's team. <laughs> I should have worn my Bobby Boucher jersey today for this occasion. Ah, uh, so Frankie. Oh, Scott, what are you gonna ask me? Since what is your final thoughts on Rudy? What do you think? Wrap it up. What is your rating for Rudy? Okay, so like 75% of this movie is very run-of-the-mill. The pacing is pretty slow. I had trouble being invested into Rudy as a character for reasons that I stated previously. I wish I cared more. I, I do feel very much like this is a similar situation that I had with Bull Durham where I kind of got maybe a little overhyped and thought it was going to be more than it was. But it was okay. The last quarter of the movie I was invested a lot because of fortune, but also because of the iconicness of the Jersey scene and you know, despite the fact that I am not really a sports movie gal a lot of the time and I wasn't super invested in Rudy as a character, I did get a little swept up towards the end in the pomp and circumstance of it all. So at the end of the day, I gave this a three out of five stars. Which is also the same score, ironically, that I gave to Bull Durham. So everything makes sense. It's all coming together. Yeah, I think, honestly, if you are somewhat okay with a movie, especially a sports movie, it's like, oh, it's okay. You're like, yeah, forget the five. So what did you give this movie, Scott? <laughs> uh, well, I have it as a four out of five. Oh, wow. What a shock. Um, again... I, I think that's also what you have for Bull Durham as well. Yeah. <laughs> and you said you understood how I felt about Bull Durham as well. <laughs> but yet you gave it a lot more than me. <laughs> well, again, okay, this is probably the first time I've seen this movie 
in probably 20 years. I like Bull Durham a lot more as a movie. I'm probably in the middle of a 3.5 and a 4. I'm probably at a 3.75 to be honest with you. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. I'm not telling you not to give it a 4. No, I, I round it up. But I think Bull Durham is a much more fun movie. And I I think, again, the character Kevin Costner portrays is a lot more fun. Rudy is a straightforward drama for the most part. And he is kind of a blank slate of a cl- character that you kind of be like, I can be like Rudy and I can do what I want. And I can follow my dreams despite what everyone else tells me. I think Rudy is much more about the journey than it is about Rudy the character on it. And it's meant to be inspiring and be like that type of movie. Does it have, again, pacing issues? Yeah. Does it have parts where you're like, why do I care? Who else do I really know in this movie? Yeah. But... uh, I think it's very difficult when you focus on such a long length of time here to be like, hey, we need to make sure we grab moments here, 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 and here, but it doesn't always flow as well. But I still think this is a well-worthwhile sports movie that has kind of earned its rank in the sports movie echelon. If you haven't seen Rudy, Rudy's a... a movie that I feel like if you're a sports movie fan, you should go see. Will this be the last sports movie I show, Frankie? No. Hell but, no. Of course not. But that's also because I like a lot of sports movies. So, well, well, I like a lot of musicals. So next year when we watch High School Musical 3, I don't want to hear it. Well, hey. I don't want to hear hey, it. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You show me High School Musicals and Les Mis. I, 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 technically, I've I don't want to hear it. I've shown you good musicals, though. How many musicals have I shown you? Four, at least that I can think of off the top oh, of my head. Les Mis, Moulin Rouge, and both Moulin High School Musicals. Moulin Rouge was good. Moulin Rouge is terrible. Moulin Rouge is Oscar nominated, bitch. That means nothing. Is Rudy Oscar nominated? No. That means nothing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> so, next week, we are going to go back into the lovely world of TV land. We are. And... Since we are also in the world of Marvel this season, I was thinking of showing Scott a Marvel television show. Uh, It's not going to be She-Hulk because I haven't watched She-Hulk yet because I like to wait till all the episodes are out and then I binge them. So I have no idea what's going on in She-Hulk, nor do I want to know. All I know is that Megan the Stallion is in it twerking with She-Hulk for a minute. I, I know that's a thing. But other than that, I don't know anything. So... What other Marvel TV show am I going to show Scott that he hasn't watched yet? Well, you're going to have to wait until next week to find out. But until then, this has been Shoot the Flick. I'm Frankie Sparks. And I'm Scott Eisenberg. Make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at Shoot the Flick and check out our weekly episodes every single Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio and pretty much anywhere else you can find a podcast and make sure you come back next week for our superific hero-tastic movie adventure. Rudy. No. Rudy. No. Rudy. Fubba! Rudy. <laughs>